0: You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Uh,
1: that would
2: be, it would be perfect. It's the 9ES year in review as we record. There's a snowstorm, which John is stuck in, so he's not here. What? Mm -hmm.
1: I was certain that he was here with us. Mm.
2: Well, I mean, that might be because uh, we've replaced John with uh, an advanced AI.
1: That's outstanding. (laughs) I will be
3: John on this podcast. It will be indistinguishable from really having John on the podcast. Oh. I have many insightful thoughts I want to share.
2: I'm looking forward to them. Like
3: and subscribe.
2: Oh, yeah. Whoa. (laughs) He brought the heat. He brought the heat. Like and subscribe. Thank you, John. (laughs) Uh, This is the 90s 2019 year in review. Uh, We do have some input from John, uh, but it will be from a
1: robot. (laughs) Yes. His Uh, actual um, sweet, sweet lips are far away from the microphone. mm -hmm. So we will be using those... Cold robot lips. Yeah, I mean, as a proxy. I, one of
2: I, John mentioned briefly in his text messages about this episode that he has, uh, I think, ascended into the cloud, <laughs> like the data cloud. That makes S- sense. So maybe this is really John. Scott, how was your 2019? Yeah, it was fine. It was fine. Yeah. I mean, okay. I saw Sarah was lamenting this year um, that. The holidays didn't feel like the holidays, and I don't know if that's just like because the year was like a downer. Like,
1: no, my holidays were great. I, but I, they have, did, but I have a boy now who is six and a half years old who truly believes in the magic of Christmas. Well, no, but
2: that's because you trick him. Yes. Yeah. You like? But
1: I mean, I do that I, anyways. but This time, I, I do that each and every day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I that that's that's a day in day out thing. But this time, it was tricking him fill him with joy mm-hmm. and not anxiety,
2: so he's you said grade one, which is like six like what's what's the um the belief o meter on in grade one for him well I mean in general like is he you see like asking like hey like little Steve at school uh no doesn't he, he's
1: he, he's actually in a very multicultural class okay, so I mean like a lot of his classmates are Muslim or uh not traditional uh Western Catholic. Okay, so there's Santa like a lot Claus. of people that don't
2: celebrate. Yeah, Christmas. So, but then how does how do you how do you explain that you're like, no, Santa Claus only comes to white North American children?
1: White? <laughs> Jeez, that's a bit of a leap. <laughs> I just ouch.
2: I'm just trying to build Archer's mm. white privilege.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah. they they handle the just, moral guess, and does, religious education in school, does, and the school and handles, handles it. Yeah, he. This was the first year he really truly understood that. Some people have Christmas, mm-hmm. some people have Hanukkah, right? And some people like him have both, right? So he gets all the presents, right? Uh, and the fact that you know he's the only one who celebrates Hanukkah in his class, aside from his teacher, mm-hmm. other people have different holidays, mm-hmm. and that's fine,
2: right? But so, but does he, did he, does he ask like why doesn't Santa go see like my Muslim friends? No, or he hasn't, but person? he's like Santa. He hasn't put that all the way together there yet. Was,
1: there there's a couple of like Christmassy movies where it's like, Santa, how do you see all the kids in the world? And yeah. And the kids are like, Well, he only sees you know, people that celebrate Christmas. So okay. that's cuts down a lot of them. He was mm. like, Yeah, that makes sense.
2: He's like, This math checks out.
1: Yeah. So it's perfectly feasible. Uh he, he believes so hard and it's great. But Christmas Eve. Does he does he
2: believe hard enough that
1: you could pull uh you could
2: pull a Santa move in like June? Like if you're Probably. like if you're like, you know it's the whole year, right? Like yeah. if you're you're really yeah. you're really mouthing off right now and like Santa's watching the whole year. Like I know December's the like crunch, but it's all year.
1: As, like, as he f- I feel
2: you could drop those. If he's like if he's get that in while you <laughs> get that in while you have it, man. <laughs> yeah, the
1: only, I mean the reason I think it's working with him is because his friends in school either don't care about Christmas, mm hmm. Or care about Christmas and don't have older siblings who have ruined it for them. Okay. So I think it's just hit that the, the magical s- age pot. of him being old enough to get into it. Because I
2: wonder what I wonder what the age is now that kids stop.
1: It's about seven or eight.
2: Because I feel that like as soon as you're Googling, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> like as soon as you can like figure out Google, you're going to be like. Well, I'll tell you about on. Christmas Eve.
1: So Christmas Eve, Marissa I, I just, was putting him down
2: to, to put. To put a, like, just a, just a note on that, um, when I was substitute teaching, I remember kids in grade five and six were like wavering, and that's 11, 12, and I feel yeah. that now 11, 12-year-olds know.
1: Yeah, I don't think that Like, was you know, bad. like
2: this, this, was, this was early 2000s, so like not everyone had the internet, not everyone had an iPhone, not everyone had had all that stuff. So there was, a, like, there were like, I remember- The ability
1: c- to look up their substitute teachers on the internet.
2: Uh, yeah, Exactly. Um, but yeah, like I remember a kid being like, "Is Santa real?" And I was like, "Like, what do you think?" Like, I'm gonna deflect, obviously. Like, and he was like, "Well, I'm pretty sure he's not, but like, in case he is, I still believe in him." Ha! Ah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, it's pragmatic, <laughs> like, you know, because because you're like, I'm pretty sure that if I don't believe in him, he won't bring me anything. <laughs> and I was like, "That's you." I uh, popped the cork on belief. <laughs> <laughs> like if I don't believe in him, you don't get to go to heaven. Is the you know one of them? If you That's don't believe beautiful. in him, you don't get presents. It's also one of them.
1: No, uh, Christmas Eve. Yeah, Archer laid out cookies and carrots, mm-hmm. um, with purpose. Right. And as I'd be like, "There's ten reindeer.
2: You need more carrots. You so need way more carrots. Like make him like four nine reindeer. to get. A, isn't there nine? No, oh, yeah, eight, eight, eight plus eight Rudolph. Rudolph, right? So there's nine carrots there. Oh, a know. bunch
1: of cookies. A glass of milk. Uh huh. And Risk goes to put him down after I tuck him in. Mm-hmm. And from the outside of his room, I pull up on, on, on my phone. Jingle bell sound app. Basically, <laughs> yeah. Sleigh bells ringing. Uh-huh. And uh, I had to be very careful not to play some uh, chick rock mm-hmm. when I was searching for sleigh bells. That would yeah. have been... But as I'm playing it through his door, I hear him just squeal in delight. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, do you hear it? Hmm. Um. He goes down to sleep. He's super excited, but he knows he
3: lying to children is a way to control
1: them. Thanks, John. <laughs> wow, Robot John. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought that Robot John lost the magic? Uh, he he goes down in almost like. Hollywood fashion he's he's giggling he's so excited but Uh, he knows he has to fall asleep right for the magic for the magic to happen Mm -hmm. so I go over to the plate and I eat the cookies and I drink the milk and I'm like yeah and then there's nine carrots sitting there (laughs) so I start crunch a couple of them and I'm like I don't want nine raw carrots yeah just chop them up you won't know I'm I'm pounding them down and Riss walks out and she looks me dead in the eye and she goes (laughs) you could just put them back in the bag like oh, <laughs> yes!
3: It's fuzzy bunny all over again. <laughs> 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 oh, uh, man. and yeah, he
1: he woke up like, like you see in sitcoms, just like, are you up?" Yeah, it was great. Nice. And uh, you got him a bunch of Beyblades, which I did. Like, Beyblades
2: were a thing. Like, hang on, when did Beyblades start? Two thousand five. I feel maybe even earlier. Like. I remember Beyblade commercials, like watching them on like YTV and stuff. So Beyblade, Beyblade Burst came out in two thousand. Yeah, see, first released in Japan in ninety nine. Yep. And then what two thousand
1: two came out?
2: Yeah, international was two thousand two. Yeah, that's way early. Like as I I said, I I remember Beyblade being yeah two thousand two. So I was like,
1: he got one or two this summer. And brought them to camp, mm-hmm. and other kids had them and were playing with them. Yeah, um, they're still out in Walmart. And yeah, stuff. but
2: they yeah exactly. Well, I mean, they had a a new series they debuted in like 2015, so I think that there yeah. was a resurgence. Then
1: he is one Beyblades are ridiculous. Okay, they're yeah, they're spinning tops that are super cool, but they're like 18 bucks
2: a top. Yeah, but you don't need like a million, right? But like, you shoot one, you have like your favorite. Yeah,
1: but uh, they're like, also like mix and match the parts. Like every one of them is good at one thing or not good at another. Right. So, I kind of get it. You if you don't know,
2: they're, they're spinning battle tops that you shoot at each other and then I guess the last one spinning wins?
1: Last one spinning or sometimes uh, you could knock the other one to its component parts if you hit it hard enough. Mm. So, it'll actually like pop apart and neat, scatter everywhere. Um, but Dollarama had a bunch of them show up. So, I sc- scored a bunch of them and Archer seemed really, really into them. Mm-hmm. So, I bought him a, an arena. Yep. For fifty dollars, it is two pieces of flimsy plastic uh-huh. that allow Beyblades to battle efficiently. Yeah, he fucking loves it. <laughs> he loves it so much. He plays with it nonstop. He is constantly
2: asking. You gotta start reinforcing it though, because I'm sure that's gonna smash to pieces at a certain point. Just like there's
1: sh- no reinforcing it. Like I'm trying to. I've seen tech deck skate ramps that are more sturdy than this thing, <laughs> <laughs> but it's perfect and he loves it. No. I mean, I so win. much.
2: So there you go, you did it. Yeah. You won.
1: I mean, yeah, he he was opening it up and jaw dropping and oh my yeah, I saw god. Yeah, I saw the YouTube
2: yeah. videos. Uh all right, so let's talk about I mean, so Beyblade's Toy of the Year, twenty nineteen, that's our year interview.
1: In review. toys? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sure. I mean,
2: I have no idea. I'm assuming there's probably a Baby Yoda toy that's like crushing. Usually, you know, there,
1: w- there is now, but there wasn't before.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was. They had it, no idea. It was a late thing, and there was, there was even apparently like a bidding more. Like I was watching uh, today, they catching up on the toys that made us because I was mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, the toys that made us. You
1: watch the wrestling one? Wrestling
2: I haven't great. watched the wrestling one. I'm f- working towards. It. I j- I literally today I just watched He Man, and He Man. W- t- i have Yeah, yeah them?
1: I've, I've seen them, except for Hello Kitty because. Oh, well, I'll watch Hello cares. Kitty That's with not, the wife. What a weird toy! It's just. But
2: I mean, it's a brand, and like it's a it's, it's a very brand. popular brand. Like, I just
1: don't think it's a toy. Like it's just. My, it's like saying Spider-Man. It's not really a toy. Wrestling. Toys, but wrestling, <laughs> but. Wrestling has a, a story behind the toy. Well, but Hello
2: nice. Kitty, I'm, sur- I'm might also like. I'm sure that like Hello Kitty is like, might have been a toy brand first. Like who knows? I feel like,
1: like the pencil cases and.
2: Yeah, I don't know. There, there's a lot of toys. Like, it's like in the same way that Barbie has everything. Like, Barbie's, yes, there's
1: Barbie's a toy though.
2: I know what I'm saying. But Hello Kitty has toys, but then also has pencil cases. Barbie also has pencil cases what? and stuff.
1: If you say a Barbie, people know what you're talking about. If you say a Hello Kitty, people c- will think of the drawing. I guess that shows up on other things that could be toys, anything.
2: Hello Kitty baseball bat.
1: Like yeah, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. Is like, I I I. I, I'm, I
2: Based on that I'd be interested in seeing it. I feel it's, like it's
1: a logo more than But like a, else. a
2: va- like it's it's permeated everything. <clears throat> like that's what I'm kind of interested in is potentially seeing like how like that brand permeates all toys like Hello Kitty basketball.
1: I mean, I feel like John would be the best one to chime in here because he's the one who's got the biggest Hello Kitty collection out of the anyone I've ever known in my entire life.
2: That he does have a very big Hello Kitty collection.
1: He's got that like big shelf in his gaming room full of weird. What's well, the the kitties and the penguin guy?
3: My Hello Kitty collection makes my balls drip.
1: That's a weird choice. <laughs> At that least too much information. i <laughs> up um, That's a I very. Up in my mouth I didn't. Bit.
2: I didn't want like. I we get it. Wait, yeah, no. The He-Man one was just like the the series of like. Of bullshitting that yes. hap- that happened in He-Man, like oh, how did the kids know how to play with them? We include a comic book. Well, it says they just five and up. Like that was like to one side. Right. It says they just five and up. They can't read. And then there's a cartoon. <laughs> like they just like <laughs> threw it in. And they were like, what was like the rules to make like a He-Man guy? Whatever. Yep. <laughs> like like just all the designers being like, literally whatever we thought of. if It was like oh he squirts, so he's a, a uh, like squirtor, squirtor, like squirt gun and extendor. Just pops up and gets tall, but like, and that was like from the get go. There was like the He-Man figurine, and there was a guy with a tank on his head. (laughs) Like that was like the initial product development had just He-Man, Tank Head, and Bullet Head.
1: Oh, the the wrestling one starts even even better. So they go with the initial sculpts for the first LJN figures, Mm -hmm. and these initial sculpts are scaled up so they can do great detail. Yeah. So they're based on real people. You know, Hulk Hogan has to look like Hulk Hogan. Yeah. yeah. So they they bring in this like 12 inch rubber sculpt- scaled up sculpt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they show it to Vince and he's like, I love it. It's so big. Mm. Like, well, no, it's going to actually be like an eight inch yeah. six inch figure. No. You know, no. This is going to be it. So that's how those big giant rubber things are like, it's so expensive. It's, it's huge. The yeah. thing weighs like three pounds. Yeah. yeah. We have to not give them any articulation, no articulation at all whatever. and they're still around like,
2: yep. th- like those are one of the one of the sizes you get wrestler figurines in is the giant ass not articulated 12 inch monstrosities the yep. other thing was the, and the,
1: the an accident that fucking vince mcmahon not understanding toys a- anything <laughs>
2: the, other thing, the other thing that blew my mind was uh, on he-man was the drop-off right it was 400 million dollars one year to seven the next year like absolutely, it was just like
1: off of off a cliff because the and that that is exactly the difference in our ages uh-huh. because I was five six at the height of He-Man, mm-hmm. seven eight at the height of GI Joe and Transformers, uh-huh. and that was a schoolyard rule. It just happened.
2: It just it was over. Well, yeah. that, and that's it. And I mean, most of my '80s toys were all hand-me-downs stuff. We were never He-Man kids. Like uh, one of my buddies had he mans but like.
0: Uh, so I it, had a shit ton of But He-Man. but it was
2: still after the fact. Mm. Like it was it was still like He Mans were not in stores. You when. know what it
1: was, f- honestly? And it's well, not they talk- it's not super politically correct, but it was He Man was awesome. Shira was for girls. He Man is not awesome. Well they they said that in the in the thing. But they also said that they weirdly really screwed
2: up by not producing enough He Mans and Skeletors. No, nah, there was no, like no, no, but three they, of them. No, but they mention it in the thing. They were like the the Shelves were filled with like Buzz Guy, like they were like they were like we and they were like and in the last year of like the run, like that seven million dollar run, they didn't release a new He Man or a Skeletor, so they were like, so if a kid gets into it, they're like your parents couldn't find you (coughs) He Man, and uh, and there
1: was there was no getting into it at that point, anyways.
2: Like no, but 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 you know what I mean though, like because the cartoon was still on at that point. So no, I I'm not saying. I'm not saying it would have necessarily crushed, but I mean, 400 million one year to 7 million the next. Like you know, like you could have ended up with a respectable 20 to 30 if you had He-Man on the freaking shelves. You know what I mean? Like that's sure,
1: but there was no way I wanted He-Man when GI Joe smashed it when GI
2: Joe popped. Um, so I guess we're talking about He-Man.
1: So television, television. Yes, 2019 was a weird year for television.
2: 2019 was a weird year of for television. I mean, I guess we could check in with John and see what he has to say.
3: Best TV was probably The Boys, runner-up,
2: maybe BoJack. That's not the worst.
1: It's very, it's very John.
2: Yeah, I liked, I liked The Boys a lot. I didn't, Boys didn't actually even make my list. Uh, Mine neither. Yeah, 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 which is like surprising because I, you you watched it?
1: Not yet. I've got, I got Prime, but the draw was not there. Mm -hmm. What Uh, was on Prime for me, that uh, was outstanding, was Good Omens. Good Omens was very good, also not on my list. Holy shit, that was a
2: good series i forgot about that like
1: good omens was very good and that was that was if you do it wrong i will hate you forever did you watch um american gods i liked american gods mm-hmm. marissa didn't like it we didn't watch it <laughs> we got an yeah, i mean I'll, I'll admit and...
2: season two gets gets skittery like sarah and i like intends on returning mm-hmm. but they won't but yeah good omens casting was perfect
1: as good as it can be without it being the late 90s
2: well, because that would be Johnny Depp and Robin Williams. Yes, <laughs> in late nineties, Johnny Depp and Robin Williams. Not, yes, not ruin, not weird ruined Johnny Depp now. Not twenty nineteen.
1: Yeah, no. late nineties Johnny Depp and Robin Williams would have. Yeah, would have been perfect. I think, but uh, I would say that the boys, David Tennant and um, Michael
2: Sheen. Yeah, crushed it. A plus a- adaptation. I think they also brought it. I saw so much cosplay like online of it. Yep. Like like brought it like like right back into the. Like forefront of, Jack geek. Whitehall
1: was outstanding in it without being all Jack Whitehall.
2: It was Jack Whitehall plays
1: uh, the Witchfinder.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right? I was also thinking John John
1: Ham as Gabriel. Yep, is great. Uh, just <laughs> everything is good. Even and, even and Adam wasn't an insufferable, and that was that was probably easy, it's an easy d-
2: character to make insufferable. Yep, like uh, yeah, I like I liked it. It's, I like it's
1: very easy to. M- you you aim for Macaulay Culkin and Home Alone and end up with Macaulay Culkin and Home Alone too. So you just say like fuck, fuck Macaulay kid. Culkin
2: and Party Monster. <laughs> 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 You're like oh no, <laughs> but this really got away from us. <clears throat> I would say Amazon Prime though a like a plus with the I guess like the adaptations because they're like they're Good Omens, they're American Gods adjacent. They mm-hmm. said the John's picked the Boys, like the yeah. Boys,
1: the Boys is Jack, J- Jack Ryan is
2: apparently good okay. Too. Yeah,
1: I'm, I've started watching Jack yeah. Ryan and I, I like, like it a lot.
2: I would say the Boys is arguably one of my favorite comic book adaptations like oh, that that's on TV like i mean I have, the, I have
1: no chance of selling it to the wife so i need to find a time where you i can watch maybe, it you could
2: maybe like no. are you sure did you yeah. try try one on the basis on the basis of like i pitched it to sarah sarah was like that sounds dumb and i was like i was like can i buy an hour and she was like fine and she was like, she was like immediately like next one like at the end of it like <laughs> like, like, like like almost like begrudgingly she was like next like, like so, it's okay, it smooths over a lot of the harshness of the... Garth Ennis. Of Garth Ennis, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it smooths it over a lot. It, I would say it's better executed than the Preacher uh, adaptation. Like, because it's, in a way, like, sticks more to the... Tr- like, sticks more to the feeling of the comic without necessarily trying to duplicate it. Like, yeah. like it has, like, a sense of it. Anyway, I, I would say that you could maybe... Like, given the fact that the wife watches Arrowverse with you... Like, like that's what I'm. That's where I think the the go in is. If you're like, it's like a parody of the superhero stuff
1: because it's it's limited era verse now. Like we're down to Supergirl and Flash, mm-hmm.
2: and BoJack. John's other pick. Uh, yeah, the r- latest season of BoJack. I, I'm glad it's the last season. If that it doesn't. It's good, but it like kind of misses the heights. Yeah. Of the of a like there's like the depression season and B the like alcoholism season.
1: Uh, other comic book. Stuff that made my list: The Umbrella Academy. Oh yeah, Umbrella Academy. Really was that. also that.
2: Uh, Daybreak is technically a, uh, a comic book yeah. adaptation. Daybreak made made my list. Just uh, have you watched any of it yet?
1: No. Oh. Um, want to? Added to my list. Yeah. Sold on the trailer. Just waiting for. Um,
2: yeah, Daybreak is just one of those things where I was like, they made it for me. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, like we talked about it in, previously in the show. Just like, hey, like zombie movie references, like action movie references, like kung fu movie references, Ferris Bueller references, and still like. Executes it in a way that, like I like I said uh, on, on the episode, isn't Ready Player One isn't Ready Player One. It's yeah. the references are there and they're like they're seasoning. They're not substance. Yeah. Uh, new TV shows that I was talking about. Like, so my two favorite, I guess, returning shows were also final seasons, which I guess BoJack is also mm-hmm. for John. Um, Game of Thrones. No. Uh, was the last season of Silicon Valley? Yeah. Like I love Silicon Valley and the last season. Want, like delivered <laughs> like yeah. which is like is as as I mean like I feel we'll be remiss if we don't talk about Game of Thrones which like oh, it's no, not it's, it's on my no no, no but like you know there. like it's not a given like Dexter screwed up the landing Game of Thrones screwed up the landing like, like it's All right. it's
1: here's the thing with Game of Thrones mm-hmm. season 8 a travesty yeah Often. pretty but
2: I mean, like pretty season universe- 7 is also not good not
1: good but season 8 is a travesty as the finale sends it off in like a flaming garbage barge. Yep. It got nominated for the Emmy for best dramatic series.
2: Like as a lifetime achievement? Like
1: what the <laughs> fuck? Especially when, when what there's were like I watching.
2: When there's better dramatic series. Exactly. Like I mean none of them are on my list. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was gonna say, so I don't know. The Umbrella Academy could have been up there. Thirteen episodes of sure. I mean, Game I guess
2: loosely dramatic. One of my uh, so my other my other returning TV show that I wanted to mention was it was also the last season of You're the Worst. I'm like a huge champion of You're the Worst. If you've listened to the podcast for like five years, mm-hmm. you've heard me talk about it a bunch. And that last season also managed to deliver in a way that is like was not that I like difficult, right? Because like the show is about two people who like, should not be in a relationship with anybody against the awful, finding each other and not necessarily becoming better, but becoming, like, slightly better. So, and, like, the entire last season navigates the, like, how do you give these characters a happier ever after that doesn't feel, like, jammed down your throat? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, because you're, like, it's not just, oh, we made each other better and now we're happy. Because that would be not, true to the last four seasons you know what i mean because when you're like yeah. that wouldn't make them happy like you can't just say like it starts off with them like wedding planning and stuff and then like has that be like fall apart has even like in within the last like and there's like weird flashbacks <laughs> including played by other characters because them recounting how it looks yeah and so there's like, a bunch of really funny things like the first episode is brilliant you do not know what's happening it's like because it's the story of it's the two characters telling a wedding planner how they met, but, like, the entire first episode is done with other actors and whatever, and it's o- that's only revealed in the last 20 minutes. You're like, you watched the first... or the it's last, like, like of
1: Mysteries. Um... But for
2: the whole time, you're like, I don't know what I'm watching. Because it's, like, completely not how they met. Like, the Jimmy character is, like, working in a video store, and the Gretchen character comes in to rent a movie, and you're like, and they're not the same actors, and you're like, what is happening? And they, like... Do the entire episode and the last two minutes it's them because they they discover that if you go to a wedding planner and like start planning your wedding, you get champagne and stuff so they're just <laughs> they're just bouncing around making up stories to like yep. and that 's the step like which is again like amazing like fake out you know where you're like, yeah. yeah, this is now true to the characters like you've established it, and then ultimately like they don't like Gretchen has a moment where they run she runs out on the wedding like and completely runs out on the wedding, and then there's like the weird fallout from it. And then – but, like, they keep framing other episodes with going to a wedding. Like, it's very, like it's, – it's it's very excellent. And then you find ulti- – yeah. you ultimately find out that they don't get married. But that, like, after the wedding fell apart, the, the, the characters come to, like, a decision of, like, just being, like, if I wake up every morning and I want to be with you and, and I'm still in love with you, I'll be there for you. And, like, they have, like it's, – it's, like – T- like, tears and whatever, and they're at a late night diner, and the wedding is off, and all that stuff. And then they kind of make that promise to each other. Which I thought was just like... I was like, yeah, that's how you... These characters can be happy together. It's not a storybook... It's not right. a storybook finish, which I thought that was like just very good on the creators. Um, do returning shows? Do you have... A, before we hit... or Because like, I have a whole list of new shows. Returning there.
1: shows? Uh, Shira and the Princess of, Princesses of Power. Princesses. Yeah. Is an excellent... Excellent cartoon. Mm-hmm. It was.
2: We just mentioned uh, earlier in the episode,
1: the Shira is for girls. Does Archer watch Shira? Like he he tried to, but he mm-hmm. didn't. It didn't latch onto it didn't him. Didn't click. Okay. So, Riss and I just watched it all mm-hmm. without him, and it's taken that spot that Voltron held for the two of us. was oh, like, like, we have finished watching some big drama show, and mm-hmm. now we need twenty minutes to like wind down before Riss goes to bed. Mm-hmm. Shira. We do Sarah and I It's the Sarah. people. Yeah. It's the people who did um, Steven Universe and um, Steven uh, Chuck Universe. Austin from is on one of the showrunners on it. He's great. Mm-hmm. And uh, people who worked on Gravity Falls worked on Shira. ra okay. like we have like Sarah and I do delightful. like
2: Saturday morning uh, cartoons. Uh, And you're not watching Shira? We are not watching Shira. Throw
1: Shira into that mix. Tell me about Shira, Scott. Well, I mean, it's a classic retelling of the um, classic 80s cartoon. Just modernized in a way that gives all of the characters actual personality traits. So they're not just good guys who act nice and polite, and bad guys who act mean and... So what's
2: Hordak's motivation?
1: Uh, Hordak was transported to the world of Shira against his will, Mm -hmm. and his way to get home requires substantial power, so he has to become an overlord to get home.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And it's fucking good. It's complex, and it's political
3: Hordak is my spirit animal
1: oh that's <laughs> weird john
3: Hordak.
2: i mean i guess i mean john of all the cartoon villains needs I to guess. gather gather power in order to we watch into his universe yeah our, our saturday morning cartoon shows where we finished off steven universe which i think we talked about on the show yep. i did not like the ending of <laughs> i did i just just in compare especially in comparison to the to the adventure time ending it was my space like my yeah. like adventure time ending had the like Bittersweet. And Steven Universe just had the, like, everybody wins, everybody's happy. And I was like, eh, that was, Did um, you do Voltron either? I haven't done Voltron. Man. No.
1: We've done the... Voltron, Voltron's outstanding. We did. There's there's an episode in the last season of Voltron where they get captured by an intergalactic game show thing, mm-hmm. where they are quizzed about people whose lives they've come across in the first seven ep- se- seasons of the show. Okay. Where you as a viewer are like, that person is familiar yeah. And I don't remember exactly what they did. You're like, oh no! And the characters are like, no, wait, that's the uh, uh, guy from the. Oh shit! <laughs> it's, it's amazing. You
2: yeah, no, know, our 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 kids watching. We did we did all of Summer Camp Island, uh, which also had a new season this year, which was fun. Uh, and kids
1: watching, I can I can talk about this forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's totally it. We
2: stuff. also we all, and we're also like a good chunk into uh, the new Ducktales. It's great. New Ducktales is so good. Outstanding, and has like the, the voice cast is ridiculous. The writing is outstanding uh, yeah. of
1: of cartoons.
2: Yeah, just like that. well, Huey, Dewey, and Louie are uh, Danny Puddy, uh Ben Schwartz, and what Bobby Moynihan. Yeah, they're all amazing. Uh, Launchpad and, is Beck Bennett. Like, and, s- and they're
1: different enough. Yeah, they establish that they all have that, but they're also still Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Like, they don't sound like. You know, this guy's Australian. This guy's like a yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: like they're, they they're still like they're still very similar, but like yeah. they, they each have. I just that's love great. there's uh, like Mark Beak, who's like the Mark Zuckerberg millionaire character, who yeah. just sort of like ah hello and like look, looks at um, like Huey and is like hat. <laughs> 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 just like, they also are slightly different, right? Where yep. like Louis has a hoodie, <laughs> Huey has a hat, and Dewey has sleeves. Yep. Like that's so they they added a little bit of diversity yeah, no, it's, it's, it's made webby made more competent which is obviously like just a fun twist competent
1: and also not
2: well competent but sheltered yeah like like yes still sheltered but like oh, that's great. it has survival things um new shows 2019 uh and also I, my pick for i think my favorite show of the year uh total was russian doll like yeah i loved russian doll i thought it was again just like like, like in, especially in the the realm of like Something new, like not a, I
1: mean, like, y- y- yes you know. Yes, it is. Happy Death Day. I mean, you mean Groundhog Day. See, but yes. as a, anyway. sh-
2: I mean, but as a show, like first of all, yes, the the time loops have been in, have done been done before. But I'm like, but as a show, you're like, it's not a superhero movie. It's not a like, it's not a teen drama. It's yeah. not a like whatever. You're like, what's the jo-? and it's also like has a dark comedy element to it. Like, there's no other show. Yes, you can liken it to Happy Death Day or whatever. But that's it's not. That. <laughs> like, yeah. Happy Death Day doesn't necessarily. Do. Like, the closest, I guess, would be more like the more serious parts of Groundhog Day ish. Butterfly effect? Not even, though, because it, it doesn't have that humor. Like, it doesn't necessarily have, like, and also, nor like the existential. Crisis element that Russian doll deals with in the like. And
1: I mean, Butterfly Effect does have that. It just does it very hand fistedly.
2: I was like, I thought it was, it just gives you an existential crisis. <laughs> for, why am I watching The Butterfly Effect? But yeah, Russian doll was my top pick uh, for TV shows all over. My honorable mentions, uh, like I said, I already mentioned Daybreak. Uh, Euphoria on HBO because I'm a sucker for teen drama and mm-hmm. just have like a teen drama cranked up to like nonsense town like in a in a more serious way like riverdale did cranked up to nonsense town and like super hammy like
1: that's for me that was my sabrina the teenage witch uh series two yeah came out right at the right in january and fuck that was good i, I didn't i didn't get into it S- stupid and weird and teen drama and fucking Dark. Dark magic.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like Euphoria doesn't have like is not like actual Satan. <laughs> yeah, I guess actual Satan does kick around in, in Sabrina. <laughs> but like like Euphoria is like it presents itself as like gritty and realistic, but still like cranked way too high, like the drug dealer kids also operate Bitcoin on the side, but then also one of them is like eight years old and they like set up shop at a fair and are like selling E and like I was like, this is not how any of this works, but yep. sign me up. <laughs> you know, like it doesn't it doesn't go like Riverdale where the drug is jingle jangle. Like they're doing real drugs. Yeah. But like the delivery method makes no sense. Like uh Los Spookies, I also love I have no idea what that is. It's um uh, Julio Torres and Fred Armisen produced a show that is like half in Spanish, half in English. And they are the, they try to create spooks, okay. which is uh, like, if you're like, oh, I need my house to be haunted for a night, they will come in and like make it to appear to be haunted. But then there's also actual supernatural elements. Like
1: a touch of the frighteners in there. Kind of,
2: yeah. yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Like, it's sort of like almost like reverse... Like reverse Scooby Doo. If, like, the Scooby Gang was, like, in charge of making the haunt instead of solving it.
1: Well, that's. that's Yeah, logic. like, Fox is Frighteners, right? Yeah. yeah like, yeah. he's a ghost hunter who has friends who are ghosts who go and haunt people. Right, play. but that's it. But but, but they're, none of the main cast is
2: supernatural. Okay. Like, that's, that's I guess like, that's, like, the, the kind of difference. It's like, none of the main cast is supernatural, but they, like, through their course of pretending to make things look supernatural occasionally encounter the actual supernatural all right like it's it's fun uh also like again I if you like julio torres and fred arms Fred julio torres is one of the best comedy specials of the year which is my favorite shapes <laughs> <laughs> where it's just him sitting in front of a conveyor belt and little objects come out and he talks about them
1: yeah, uh, you want to go favorite specials about ridiculous stuff the Bash Bros. The yes. That's a very specific comedy market there for <laughs> late 80s baseball musical. Just very, like, very, comic. very,
2: like, singled in on. Uh, I also um, haven't done, finished the whole season, but would be, because I was hesitant, and then I started watching it and was, like, sold Is the, uh the television adaptation for what we do in the shadows.
1: Yeah, so good.
2: Like... So good, like just immediate, immediately, like it's a different cast and whatever. Mm. It's still like uh Jermaine Clint and Taika Waititi are involved, so like, I guess they're like still steering it. I've heard of those people. They're yeah, yeah, really, yeah,
1: they're funny people.
2: They're funny people. Well, I mean, they're the original "What We Do in the Shadows" people, but like, <laughs> but like, like, even with a whole new cast, like the the I would say the jokes come a little faster. Yeah, like because I mean you're doing a twenty two minute. Series and not like an hour and a half feature, but like, but otherwise, the like the tone and like sensibility of what we do in the shadows is like perfectly captured, like, just garbage vampires, (laughs) just kind of like just living. Like, they oh, one of them is uh, one of them could just misreads crepe paper as creepy paper. (laughs) So, when they're like, when they bring the old school world vampire, and he's like, we have decorated, behold the creepy paper. Just descending from the rafters, and it's just crap paper, just like everywhere. And He's like, ah, <laughs> it's like I was like, perfect. I was <laughs> like, that's perfect. Uh, other TV,
1: The Mandalorian. Oh, I would feel remiss if we didn't talk about the geek show that is very clearly slid. Into I wrote that the spot. in my.
2: Gen- I wrote that in my overall pop culture shit, Star Wars shit, Rises Skywalker, and Mandalorian. I
1: feel like the Mandalorian has slid into that. Are you a geek? Are you watching the Mandalorian that mm-hmm. Game of Thrones had until they uh, filled the litter box? Apparently up. there
2: episode eight was the last episode and apparently like there was a lot like a noticeable chunk of Disney sub drop offs. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it was like observable. Like Thank you for that. We're done. See you in a year. Like which I, I, I can, mean like, like I can believe it. That's yeah. the only, like, really original content. Like, I mean, like, the Jeff the thing stuff is The Marvel stuff hasn't fun. come out yet. The Marvel stuff hasn't come out yet. That, like, the Jeff Goldblum thing is just like a... Don't care. I mean, I wouldn't say... Don't care is maybe, I think, a bit of an overest, but it's not a subscription. No. Yeah, exactly. It, it's, it's a... I'll throw this on while I do some chores and watch Jeff Goldblum talk about sneakers. <laughs> yeah. No,
1: it's it's not must-see TV. yeah, yeah. That's it. And... Uh, as someone with a six year old child, I already have a large chunk of the Disney and yeah. Marvel superhero cartoon content. Yep. Yeah. Not sure I'm gonna keep it if there's not gonna be anything sliding into that. Come up. Speaking of Marvel shows, that's a so Mandalorian,
2: 20. but I mean I guess like good like, Great, I'm I'm right, four yeah. episodes in and
1: it's Game of Thrones season one no.
2: involved.
0: That's how you're much you're I'm that involved you're in. that in?
2: Yep. I'm like, I'm not that in. Like, I, I like it, and I think it's probably one of the better Star Wars it's, things. It's
1: less complicated. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's less nuanced. Mm-hmm. It is a superior-level action television show mm-hmm. in a way that I don't think I've seen since early Game of Thrones in terms of straight action production.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't know. Daredevil season one was post Game of Thrones season
0: one.
2: Sure. Daredevil season one and
1: and three of Daredevil were up there. Yeah.
2: Daredevil season one for action was like intense.
1: Yep. And it's so nice to see Star Wars that I don't really have to argue the quality with. Like everyone just kind of. It's good. Agrees. It's good. Yep. And did you see it? And I like it.
2: I saw Rise of Skywalker.
1: Then we'll get to movies later. Talk about your Skywalker stuff. Okay. Um, uh, I just want to wrap up TV really quick. Okay, go. Uh, All right. Game of Thrones somehow managed to get nominated for Best Dramatic Emmy. It was awful. Ridiculous. Law & Order Special Victims Unit produced its 450th episode in 2019. hmm I saw I saw commercial for it. 450 episodes. It's not a fucking wrestling show that's on every, every week. It just keeps going. It's the last one, though, right? Yeah. Like, there's no other... There was another one that came back and, and died.
2: Yeah. Yeah, uh, like, the OG one is over. Yep. Like, Straight Law and Order is over. And, like, I know, like, they did Cybercrime or whatever for, like, one season. And there's the one that Jeff Goldblum was on. That that one
1: lasted yeah. four or five years. Mm-hmm. It just it just won't die. Like, mm-hmm. Ice-T can never not do as Special Victims Unit. Sesame Street, 50th anniversary in 2019. Oh, yeah. 50 years of Sesame Street. Crazy. I watched um, a thing about
2: this. Street. I, I read... Oh, yeah. I read a... As the CBC did a cool retrospective on Canadian Sesame Street. Cool. And just, like, how it got developed, how it was brought in, how, like, they had to start adding CanCon because, like, originally there was no public broadcaster that was putting, CBC like, on it. And then, yeah. like, how the CBC was, like, well, we need to have Canadian content to put it on. But, like, parents were, like, protesting the CBC to let their Changing kids it. watch Sesame Street to, like, put it on our... Public broadcasting Public and whatever, but they were like, "But there's no Canadian content." So then, like the development of the other Muppets, like uh, like Dot and uh, Basil and Louis, yeah. like the otter, the bear, and the pilot. <laughs> yep, you know, and just like, and then like to speak French, yeah, exactly. And like, they'll start putting in the animated shorts and stuff. Like it, it was, it was a very it's interesting. Cool.
1: Fifty years, yeah, it's
2: crazy. What a like a total institution. It was just, but just like it was so crazy that. Like Sesame Street was such a phenomenon that like people were protesting
1: it not being on it television. It not
2: being on television. Yeah, on that's television. that's how important Sesame um, Street was.
1: Brooklyn Nine Nine got canceled and then renewed for a weekend mm-hmm. <laughs> and picked up by a different network. That was pretty crazy when it was happening. Yep. And Netflix ends all of their Marvel series, which for a lot of people was subscription worthy television. Yeah. Like, why do you have Netflix? Well, because I want to watch... Watch Marvel series. Well, that's going to... And they're going to be eventually there.
2: Um, music? Want music?
1: I have a little bit. I can... Okay. The, the Post Malone finally released his full-length album. Oh. And it's good. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. And the single that he did with Ozzy Osbourne, mm-hmm. uh, Take What You Want From Me, is... It's a great fucking song. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that was my my easily... Your favorite Come album? up with favorite album. Over oh, mm-hmm. the oh, the Lizzo stuff? Because you were...
2: I, I like this the Lizzo like stuff. like the year of Lizzo. I
1: like the Lizzo stuff. Um, it's... I mean, part of my continuing tradition of liking super bold lady rappers. Um, and she has this fuck you, I don't care attitude in every interview. Music
3: does nothing to fill my robotic mind.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, yeah I think she'll win I listened to a lot of the Billie Eilish stuff Mm -hmm. Uh, it's fine but I don't think it's for me specifically Mm -hmm. and speaking of Billie Eilish and things that shouldn't be for you specifically Drake's new album was also pretty good even Mm. though he should not be texting Billie Eilish Mm. all the time Uh, my music picks I try- I was trying to think of like if
2: I had an album of the year. The album I listened to the most this year, uh, of like 2019 albums, uh, "Drastic Measures" by Bayonne. Yep. Crickets chirp. Uh, <clears throat> cool, like sun-soaked synth vibes, like very, very chill. I just listened to it. it great work music. Like, like not in a not in a Like it just becomes background, but just in a like, yeah. Like if you're gonna have a barbecue, put Bayonne on. I the mean, background. there's
1: lots of stuff like that that I could pull up that I couldn't name, like yeah, yeah. YouTube well, play m- playlist mix Soviet wave. Yeah. All right, yeah, it's a whole bunch of Russian synth wave. Yeah, sure, but I
2: mean, but like I saw Beyon live also, so it would, sure. like it would, it would like it, it's it, to me like it's not like I said not just like ambient wave synth wave stuff that I put on in the background. Like yeah. it's it's good. Uh, "Melt Away" by Jadu Hart was very good, very weird. 1952 by a local musician, Joffroy, was good. I like Coastline maybe a little better. There was a lot of, I guess, like follow-up albums that I thought were okay. Uh, Digitalism had an album called JPEG that I listened to a lot of. Was
1: it super grating?
2: It's softer. (laughs) It's softer than some certain digitalism. Uh, Nick Waterhouse's self-titled, even though I believe it's his third album. Now that it's my third (laughs) album, it's time for my self-titled album. Right.
1: I was like... Another album I listened to a lot this year was Nipsey Hussle, uh-huh. and that one is super weird because it came out in 2017, but only charted, and I got exposed to it because he died. Oh. It's like uh Oh, yeah. This thing. Sebastian
2: came out with a new album. Oh, yeah. Uh, who I enjoy. Sebastian Used with is- that Justice Crew yes. type label. Yes, I feel like I... The only reason you know that is because I told you this two days ago. What?
1: No, I'm I'm hip. I know
2: Ed Banger Records. Or Sebastian, you know,
1: I'm hip. I'm with it.
2: Yeah, like he wrote on a new album. Uh, some some bands, like I said, I already mentioned Beyonce. Then I got to see live. Uh, Nick Murphy. I went to Toronto and saw him live. He was also. Oh, I'm like formerly known as Chet Faker, who I danced my first dance at my wedding to. Yep. So big fan. His new album was Run Fast, uh, Run Fast, Sleep Naked, and it was eh. I was like, eh. Hey. Show was great. His show is fantastic. If you're a Chet Faker fan and you haven't seen him perform as Nick Murphy, you're doing yourself a disservice because all of his like synth stuff, like heavy samples and whatever, is is filled out completely by a band. Like instead of him just like having a noise machine yeah. and like whatever he fills out by a band and he basically has like re he remounts every one of his songs. Like it's it's doesn't sound like it does all of the Chet Faker stuff now sounds like Nick Murphy stuff if cool. that makes sense. Like, so he'll play music from his Chet Faker era, but has now made it like, it's with a band and like the, it's restructured and composed as a song with a band as opposed to like a song with a guy with like a loop machine, which is cool. Um, Chemical Brothers, A, saw them live and they blew my mind and B, No Geography came out and was like, good. Like, I don't know if you listen Do they to- Do they make bad music? I don't. Right, but what I thought was impressive about No Geography was that it didn't, Like it sounded like Chemical Brothers, but also didn't sound like two thousand and one, right? Like that, which I thought is like that's hard to pull off. Like I thought it'd be easy to for them to show up and be like, "Here's the Chemical Brothers," and it would
1: sound back with another one of those block rocking. Yeah,
2: you know, like that would have been very easy for them to do, I'm sure. But like it came out and it still sounded like the Chemical Brothers, but it also sounded like modern electronic music. Yeah, which I thought is, is like harder to pull off, I think than. People would maybe give them credit for. I mean, uh, they could always
1: like have Pharrell Williams come on and sing along to their <laughs> singles, but yeah, I, guess I don't know. I think, well, there's heavy,
2: heavy suspicion that 2020 has a new Daft Punk album in it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know, because like, Random Access Memories was like okay, like, like, like popular. Get lucky, but was it though, or was Get Lucky popular? Because like, that's the track, I and mean, yeah. You listen to the whole album and you're like,
1: you don't like hearing Giorgio talk about his
2: ticking sounds for (laughs) five minutes. Sure, you know, I don't, I don't don't mind Random Access Memories, but I'm like, I feel like
1: that's the first time I've ever been exposed to a documentary song.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's it. Like, I, I, I like Random Access Memories as an album, but there's one track on it that's like Daft Club banger, and it's like Get Lucky, and that's it. Like,
1: well, I mean. To be fair, and saying this as a daft punk fan,
2: there usually is one or two songs yeah, right, so on every album. <laughs> homework is like start homework and Discovery both have like multiple tracks. I feel
1: like those were both in times when people listened to CDs from start to finish, and if they were released in the market now, there would still only be one or two that would latch on.
2: Yeah, but I mean but but even then you could like you could listen to okay to not even no but I'm just saying I I just looked at Discovery it's like One More Time Aerodynamic Digital Love Harder Better Faster Stronger like just like those that's like your first four tracks and you're like if you're listening to that album you're like we are in it and then like Face to Face is good Too Long is good
1: they're they're good yes but people don't listen to music the same way that album would not latch on every song as a classic the same way it's the same thing you can say with like Nevermind or Siamese Dream like Every song on that is is good, but it wouldn't be.
2: Yeah, but I mean, but I, but like I said, as as a Daft Punk fan, as someone who liked Random Access Memories, like like Too Long, is a track that I enjoy and never was a radio song. But like, I liked it on the album. You know what I mean? Like, there isn't that there isn't that song on, like, there isn't that song on radio at Random Access Memories. Yep. Anyway. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah, it was never a radio track, but when you hear it on homework, you're like, yeah, like it's good.
1: Again, I just feel like repetition breeds familiarity, breeds enjoyment. Like but I,
2: I've, like I said, I listened to Random Access Memories like, m- multiple times. Yeah. Like, and, and it's a fine album to put on, but like, stuff doesn't jump out. Anyway.
1: Um, I think it's a process of not having your entire musical catalog available to you at every moment. But I still, to a, that you did I still listen to a lot months. of
2: albums. Like, I, like at I least, like my listening habits are still often. I'll be like, if I'm listening to a playlist and I like like an artist, I will often like flick over and listen to the album. And then if I like the album, I add it to my library and I listen to albums. Like, sure, damn. Uh, I think my concert of the year has to be childish. Like, who didn't? I guess technically didn't bring out new music as an album this year. He didn't bring out a new album, but then he did stop being childish. Cambino. Yep. <laughs> uh. Because it was amazing. Uh, my runner-up was Mia Felique for in terms of, like, shows. I we went to go see her at Bar La Ritz in February. Uh, and, she, and I guess kind of honorable mention for her album, because Premonitions came out, like, super late 2018. Yeah. Like, I think it came out either, like, last week of November or first week of December. So, like, she was touring it when we went to go see them. Um, yeah, those, I guess, were my concert shows. Um... John went to some shows. Did he? He did. I guess some of them are, like, theatrical and some of them are musical.
1: But he bought tickets and he waited for the theater to go dark and the curtains to part. Shows.
3: Storyville Mosquito Kid Koala. Corin Hmm. Raymond. Runner-up Children of God.
2: I like his private Exposition soundtrack. <laughs> I don't know what all of those things are.
1: We talked about the Kid Koala.
2: Yeah, exactly. Kid Koala puppetry thing. Uh, yep. Children of God. uh it was, I believe, music? Yep. That I was not super into when I heard it. But yeah, I don't know. Those are John's picks. Cool. Don't have much... M- music... Uh,
1: other stuff. So is that that that's it for music? I think that's it. We we I want to talk about movies. Want I want to talk saw. about movies.
2: Well, I, hang on. So hang on. I have. Do you want to do movies or sports? I feel sports will be a little bit faster, than we can maybe. I so I have sports. I also have some weird pop, cult, random pop culture crap that I feel that we should mention.
1: All right, fine. We can do sports then. Sports. The St. Louis Blues won the Stanley Cup.
2: Yeah. I'm okay Gloria. with that. <laughs> Gloria, Gloria. Last place. Jordan Bennington. Gloria. Da, 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 da. not the original song also right like yep the italian one is the original one sure it's true no glory is a cover this up, is like. this was a,
1: a team that had never won a Stanley Cup despite joining the NHL in 1967 yep uh was in last place in January mm-hmm. fired their coach mm-hmm. brought up an untested 27 year old goaltender yep on oh, the Stanley on. Cup
2: we talked about music and
1: we skipped over the cultural phenomenon of Old Town Road Oh shit, yeah. Yeah. It's the longest number 1 song of all time. Mhm. Fucking good song. <laughs> and just weird. It's so stupid, yep. and dumb and under 2 minutes long mm-hmm. and everyone hated it. Yep. And Billy Ray Cyrus was like, I'm going to help this song out. Yep. yep. Made a stupid Make video it even better. And I love it. And when it's playing on a car that drives by, my kid starts to dance. Nice. It yeah. is super popular from Everyone in kindergarten up to the old people that I work with don't listen to the radio.
2: Uh, See, I know. St. Louis Blues winning was obviously a pretty big deal. Yep. Jordan
1: Bennington's fucking interview style is also outstanding. Yeah. Super dry and Mm -hmm. hey, are you nervous about your first start? Do I look nervous too? Fucking A. Yeah. (laughs) So good. Raptors winning was a thing. I think it's... Raptors winning and then losing their superstar to free agency. But but, I mean... And
2: so both the Raptors and think i and screw you toronto in general like i watched uh, i was watching like sportsnet or whatever and they like they were they were cutting to the raptors game that was in progress as the the hockey was on and like there was empty seats in the raptors arena already and i'm like you're the worst fans you're the worst fans i was like no, you they, no, they're they have fans they, they suck but i'm like but like you still you give your team like a season before you start like do you know what I mean? Like, like how bad do the Habs have to be before you stop going?
1: Like, it's, and I, and I'm not like, and that's what I'm saying. It's weird. It's just different. I think the ACC for the Raptors, they have a big fan base that can't afford to go to their games. It's, but then, it's but then you a slash shitty. ticket
2: prices, like, because they won't. They they and you're won't. stupid. But I'm like, Golden State's the same boat. Also, but like, I'm like, our basketball fans are just crappy because Golden State's fans are like, state fans are also like missing a lot. And I'm like, you were a dynasty, and now you're crappy. and You're like, mm-hmm, the Lakers are good. Like get the out Lakers of here. Lakers are not good. Lakers well, are terrible. Fuck the Lakers. They're okay. The Clippers. My bad. The Clippers are good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The other LA team. Yeah, that's my mistake. But yeah, Clippers Lebron's are good on the Lakers
1: team. and they suck. Yeah, great.
2: But yes, Kami's on the Clippers. Yeah, and they're good. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one. yeah. But that's it. But like, but Golden State also like Golden State has a bunch of empty seats and I'm
1: like, you have the there. There's the new arena. That's, that's how the NBA operates. It's so crappy though. The it's best, just, the best it, players can lead your team. And they move around trying to win championships. but then so the fan, why wouldn't the fans move around it? I
2: guess so like if you're, if you're like so you're saying that there are it, people who there's are there's
1: no th- loyalty to a team from a player, so why would there be for a fan if a player is in it just to win the title and will move around to play with I the guess. fans, then why would a fan say, "I'm with these boys forever if they're not with you forever?" Yeah, but I mean, I guess because like if them. Kevin Durant leaves Oklahoma. Specifically, the sign with Golden State to win titles, yeah, and then stops winning titles. How are you going to sell that to a fan base? Yeah, Oklahoma's just like, well, fuck you, you left. Yeah, and Golden State is Where's like, the, I will watch because now you're. I guess you I said winning I find is it everything. Weird,
2: because like I feel that there's like a ride or die element to sports fandom of like you're like this is in my team, but I guess you're like this is my player.
1: In NBA, it's not like that. It's it's this is my player. Winning is everything in the NBA. And is, from, I guess
2: from also, the, and I guess also, you have this is my player.
1: Sure, sure. You yeah, know yeah. you're
2: like all, all like if you follow like Kwame Leonard, you'll follow Kwame Leonard and you'll be a Raptors Kawhi. fan. Kawhi. Kawhi? Kawhi. Kawhi. Kawhi Leonard. Why do I think
1: Kwame? Yeah, there's no M in his name. Mm.
2: Yeah, you follow Kawhi Leonard, uh like you're a Raptors fan this year and now
1: you're a Clippers fan. But ever like, since ever since LeBron went mm, to Miami. To Miami. Yeah. And Shaq went to LA. Mm-hmm. Like winning is everything from the very start. Like the players want to win the title, and that's it. Like fuck you, Cleveland. Fuck you, Oklahoma. If you're not winning a title, then what's the point? Mm -hmm. And then you've made that into the league. If you're not winning a title, then what's the point? Mm -hmm. How are are you as a fan supposed to still go see Thunder games or still go see Cavs games when the players are telling you if there's no title, then it's not. Then
2: I'm not playing. Then I'm not worth it. What's your What's your sports moment of the year? Or sports story of the year, I
1: guess. Sports story of the year. I mean, I really liked Don Cherry getting fired. That's, That's pretty good. outstanding. That's it was like final. my
2: my pick for sports. I guess news of the year was just uh, like Amanda Nunes like making a strong play for greatest of all time in the UFC. Like to multiple title defenses, like both holding and defending the feather and the, well, she hasn't defended the featherweight. Belt yet yep. because no one has challenged her for it because the featherweight division is like sketchy at best. But she has said like I will move weights if there is a challenger, no problem. Like I'm, yep. I will do that. And a continual like now five straight defenses at bantamweight and just like mm, like beating everyone. Yep. Like it's the best. I like it. I love the the like a, a real two weight champion. Even though Connor did it, but it was like just for show because he never really intended, I guess, on defending every, both like she's like yes I will defend both and just like yeah to have like just a female athlete at the like top of her game and I would say like top of her game when the game is much harder than the Ronda Rousey game
1: like sure like her like the, I the, mean, I feel the like caliber of the right? caliber
2: of opponents but that that is also the nature of UFC for the sure. cream
1: rises they they rise to the top for 10 matches Two and a half years, and it's outstanding to watch the best of the best.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's the it. The king but, of the mountain. But that's it. But I mean, but I find that her, the, watching the Amanda Nunes, I think I've watched all of her title fights, Watch and even before her title fights, watching her wins on the, like, the progressing to get yeah. the title match, and then maintaining the title match, I feel there's a stiffer competition than there was against Rousey, because Rousey... Sure, but, no, but Rousey like, Rousey
1: just there, before, before it was, Rousey, it was GSP, and before GSP, it was...
2: Silva? Like,
0: Anderson
1: Silva yeah, and before yeah. Silva, it was what, like,
0: Brock.
2: Well, yeah, Brock had a very short, fight like, time. Not sure. Anyway, it's. I just think it's cool that I mean, That's like, gr- I
1: love, I love that about USC that yeah. you're the best for three years, I and think. then people catch up. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um. What else do we have to talk about? I guess we- I, I,
1: I want to talk about this sports story. This Ooh. is outstanding. Go, go, go. The, the Houston Astros got super racist. Uh, and oh, no. and also defended uh, a player they acquired um, even though there were allegations of domestic abuse in his house oh, no. and that executive was mouthing off to female reporters about it and then they got caught cheating by stealing signs using high definition cameras from the outfield and transmitting that information to the batter by banging on a garbage can in the dugout. Nice. Like, it's a curveball. Bang. <laughs> It makes for the best controversy video. It's like, fastball, n- no noise. Curveball, bang! <laughs> and it took them years to figure this out. How long have they been doing it? <laughs> Two years. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, What a dumb controversy. <laughs> yeah, yes. These uh, guys are making $25 million a season yeah. to hit. Hit dingers. Yeah, <laughs> listing for a garbage can. I mean, whatever works.
2: <laughs> like, if you're gonna cheat, whatever cheats.
1: You can't do steroids in baseball anymore. We
0: can bang. You on can a hit garbage a garbage can. Game.
2: Uh, I guess we'll like John sent me a list of board games. Cool. I guess we'll we'll run through them. We do like John and I play a lot of board games. So. Yep.
3: Board games: Spirit Island, Throw Throw Burrito, Runner Up: Arkham Horror Third.
1: Uh. That's very board gamey! exclamation point. Uh,
2: I don't know what Throw Throw Burrito is. I like to think it's a game that John
1: made up. <laughs> I made a burrito. Throw Throw Burrito. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Deb is sleeping.
1: Deb <laughs> is Throw Throw Burrito. <laughs> Nails her with it. No, no, no. He plays it in the game room. Mm. And then goes to bed and she wakes up. And it's like, What? <laughs>
2: happened in burrito here. everywhere uh spirit island was a game i introduced him to which i thought was super fun i think we've talked about it on the show before just very it's super cool we should play one time when you have real board game time sure you pick a spirit and your job is to it's like a, it's a reverse risk like where settlers are moving in and you play the like native spirit of an island and you try to push the settlers out by like getting rid of their villages and like trying to prevent them from building cities and towns and like and there's a a couple of really smart things about the gameplay one that the um the the settlers like march in a progression where it's like they explore a land they build on the land they ravage the land, and you can see that progression so you can like react accordingly, but in that yeah. simple kind of like a i mode, the game is well balanced enough that it's still a continual threat, but you still get to like defend on their three different timelines. Like if I stop them from building, they won't be able to do enough damage on the ravage turn. If I stop them from exploring altogether, there'll be no one in that land to build. So you're still like you can you play defense on their three timelines simultaneously as a spirit. And the spirits are also so varied that it it becomes almost like your guy in a fighting game. Where you'll like play a couple times and you're like, I like that one. I want to play as that one and get good with that one because, like, they're so different. Yeah. You know, which I think is it's very cool and rare in a game where playing another faction is, like, another game. You know what I mean? Like, usually, like, oh, this faction is good at defense and this faction is good at strength. Like, it's it's much more varied than that. So super interesting in terms of, like, prepare. I I would agree. Uh, I don't know if it came out in 2019, but it was – maybe came out in 2018. But, like, it's a
1: new – The board game I played the most this year was Hungry Hungry Hippos. Mm-hmm. Yes. So in this game, there's hippos, and
2: they're... Hungry. Oh.
1: Yes, and if Archer doesn't win, he gets really mad and flips the board. Marbles go flying everywhere. But now, there's
2: no... If you explain to him that there's no skill and you just mash the mash mash?
1: Yes, but I'm better at mashing the mash mash than he is.
2: Sounds mm. like a real... Board games suck. Real jerk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Arkham Horror, a game that we poured hours and hours of time into, made yep. uh, a third edition which is very- I think I played it a handful of times, John, very <coughs> cool, it uh edition like it's separate from the other, yep, well yeah.
1: that's weird,
2: well, no, because it's like they've rebalanced it and stuff like they've taken out a lot of like dead time in the game, like they've given more options like I mean, like if you played you played second out a little bit like if you remember yeah. like I think we've played it maybe once or twice, yeah, I've
1: played it a couple of times so yeah. I, it's long,
2: long this one is it's streamlined a little bit like games now clocks like tr- almost always under two hours. Like, you don't end up with those, like, four or five-hour games anymore. Yep. Like, one of the big issues of the first game was that, like, if you're shopping, you're only shopping. Eh, that sucks. Yeah. Like, you know, like, it's just, like, it's you have to. Or if you get, if there's a monster out in the street, you kind of, like, get stuck out in the street. You fight a monster and then do nothing. Yep. You know, or sometimes you move out in the street, the monster leaves, and then you just lost an entire turn. So there's, like, things like that that they've, like, streamlined into the rule. They also made, um, they made the board kind of modular. Okay. so you can like establish like different areas of Arkham and play in there which I think is also kind of like a cool little advancement I think it's good sure I think it's fun uh you want to run through some pop culture crap and then finish on movies sure I uh, just like stuff I think that we wanted to like I guess talk about uh, I mentioned the famous Instagram egg which I thought was a hilarious kickback to social media yep where they were like, let's get this egg more likes than any photo on social media, and it's at like 54 million likes or something. It's an egg. The most famous a famous picture on Instagram is an egg. Yep. <laughs> Which I just thought was just great. Yep. A plus world. Oh, we didn't really. I mean, I guess this is a movie. A uh, sonic teeth. <laughs> God. <laughs> that they fixed
1: <laughs> still. Uh, the cat's, he, see, the cats he, trailer that they did not fix. Yep, that's that's <laughs> the one-two punch there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They released the Sonic trailer and people were like, "Huh, I don't like." And they're like, "Wait, wait, wait, we can fix this." Yep. And they released the cat's trailer and people were like, "This is this is not good." And they're like, well, here it is.
0: Here
2: it is. <laughs> we will. I'm sure we will. I'm not even going to get into cats. I think in this episode, but we will in another episode of 9500. Yeah. There's no way. Um. I guess Greta Thunberg. 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 Yep. Big deal this year. Climate change marches. We had, she showed up in Montreal also. We had one of the biggest things. Protests. Uh, yep. Times,
1: mm-hmm. person of the year. Yep. And uh, nominated uh, for Nobel Prize.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh we also found the first picture of a black hole. Yeah. First observed black hole. So if climate change doesn't get us, black, black holes, holes will. <laughs> yep. Uh, there was also, I think, the dumbest, the dumbest, not dumbest, the most obvious scandal in the world was the Hollywood admission scandal.
1: Oh, God, it's so good. It's everything. It's, I it's good
2: that there was, like, a comeuppance, but you're sort of like, oh, you don't say that rich people pay for their, like, subpar children to get into schools and use shady means to do so? Like, it was just a, like, as soon as someone was like, this is happening, can you believe it? I was like, yeah, yeah. Like
1: that's, that That's a Hollywood plot point in every fucking yeah,
2: movie about, like, elite schools. Yeah. Do you know who my father is? He paid for this wing. Get me in. Yeah. Like, that, that's. That didn't it's, come it's a, from nowhere. It's a trope. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. It was It was great.
1: That wasn't a big flight of fancy. And the fact that uh, Aunt Becky. And Becky went to jail. Went to jail and pled, pled not guilty. Like, yeah. what the fuck is wrong with you? You didn't think that half a million dollars might <laughs> come up? Ugh, fuck that.
2: Uh, so, movies. Yeah. Avengers
1: finished. It did. The it MCU finished up. And yeah. it made $2 billion. So, weird. so much money. So not worth it. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, yes and no. I will,
2: like, uh, I will also say, do you know what I realized? I realized this upon watching The Last Jedi, or The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, I realized that we have the MCU to blame for the Star Wars movies, kind of being shitty, Beca- uh, because because when they were like, but people, a lot of people were like, where was the roadmap? Like there was no roadmap to the MCU initially. They just got real lucky, yeah. like with those first initial movies. So I think
1: they went into Star they Wars. Got, they got real lucky when they shouldn't have, because Captain America is okay. Yeah, Thor is not. Okay. Yeah, and Iron Man is really good. <laughs> exactly, but but they still had that kickoff that was really
2: good. Yep. And they were just sort of like, and I think that was the that was the take. You're like, oh, do you need like a a, a steady like plan? You're like, no, we just kind of like gave Favreau whatever, and then he hooked up with Downey Jr. and it was cool. They're like, let's just give JJ a bunch of like up and coming actors and whatever, and it'll be fine. Like I think that that was like the hubris of the success of the MCU is what made them not have that vision for Star Wars because they were like, it worked out fine in the MCU and they all printed money. And the Star Wars movies printed money. But like the MCU movies were also like critically well received outside of kind of like Ridical. those initial missteps. And I was like, I think that they didn't understand the scrutiny that Star Wars would be under. Yep. And I also think that JJ Abrams Don't did them. lost and was a bad person to give it to. Like J.J. Abrams Wars? is king Star of Wars? shooting things into space, and then like where are they land. And guess what? We saw him do it with Lost, and yep. it was terrible. Yep. And he did it again in Star Wars. There's unresolved crap in Star Wars,
1: a lot of it. Like here's here's the difference: um, superhero or Marvel fans are ravenous for content, are very happy that they're getting more content. They're also and will let shit slide. And, but, and Star Wars, but fans are also used to
2: like multiverse.
1: Yeah, yeah but like, but, like like like
2: like like early like like what if is Yeah old hat. Like forget the fact that we well, are that's we had forget that we had ultimates, forget that we've had Crest on Infinite Earth, forget that we've had yeah. like we've had like numerous but examples the movies, in comics. The movies
1: are not the pure source of fandom.
2: And 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 is allowed for even within the Marvel multiverse, right? It's Earth. Yep. Blah 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 blah. Like the MCUs exist. In a multiverse that is separate from the comics, yeah. so they even like they, they say it, it's not the comics, it's a. Yeah. Whereas like Star Wars, Star Wars the canon is, is locked, movies. yeah, you know? so much
1: so that they removed a ton of canon.
2: They just yeah to free themselves up, yeah. like yeah, exactly that's it. But I but I'm saying I think that they they got lucky with MCU and thought that it was going that de-
1: that Star Wars was gonna be like that, and I think they
2: underestimated. The, here's
1: here's my take on on the MCU. Mm-hmm. I am forgiving of a lot of the sins in the MCU mm-hmm. because I am pleased that it exists. Yeah. And I don't feel the same way about Star Wars. I am. But it's also because it's. I so- hold Star Wars to a higher expectation because it existed as a movie to create my fandom. So there was already a template of yeah, yeah, yeah. very good that they they could have. Yeah, the stuff that is the least themselves. forgivable.
2: Like, I mean, we'll again, we'll we'll talk about this. Try to, I don't know, try to see Star Wars in the next two weeks. <laughs> try. Yeah, yeah, I
1: can. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just saying because like, I don't, I know John, like, won't, John won't care if we spoil it. But I have, I have seen the 1990 Captain America movie and the 91 or the 89 Punisher movie and the 92 Fantastic Four movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I know what happens when it goes bad. How bad it can go, yeah. And I'm very happy that, oh, like, man, this is a thing that I like and I can get t-shirts of it now and, like, not at the convention, at fucking Old Navy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm forever thankful of the MCU doing yeah, that yeah, for, for sure. me. And but I, that, I can that's... talk to people and be like, oh, man, Captain America is this. And they'll be like, you're not a social reject for being into this yeah, thing. Yeah, no, I, I, but, I, but
2: like I said, I'm, I, my, I'm of the firm opinion that how Disney screwed up star wars was they started something without an endpoint and the reason they did that is because the mcu they did that and it worked
1: uh, i don't know i just feel like
2: they i don't think they had a roadmap i do not like as much as they they say they did i'm like they didn't i was like if you can write a Here, here's if, if thing, someone can watched,
1: write a c se- like a season of television you can write eight hours of movies that makes yeah. sense they also missed the tone like if you watch the mandalorian it feels like star wars yeah Even like like I said, it doesn't have to be great. It doesn't have to be deep, but it it feels like it also has room
2: to breathe, which the new Star Wars movies do not. They happen at breakneck speed, like throw too much at the wall. Yeah, there's like the new movie has like I think no less than fourteen set piece action sequences, which is nuts, insane.
1: The Mandalorian has two characters of any import, the Mandalorian and and Baby Yoda, and like it works because they're not. Thinking too hard about mm-hmm. it, which is the same reason Iron Man works, they don't think too hard about it. Yeah, Jackass builds Iron Man suit, fights bad guy, like it's it's fine once they get to.
2: So, what was your your, your movie mm-hmm. of the year? Um, your best,
1: th- my best was one I just saw, Knives Out by Knives Ryan out. Johnson, was outstanding in every way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. The best mystery movie I can think I've ever seen. Oh, oh. um to the point where they show flashbacks mm-hmm. to the mystery yeah. and never go back and say, oh, but actually it happened this way. Everything they show is what happened. And every clue that is key to solving the mystery is there for you to figure out without that was always my the favorite. director lying to it. That was always
2: it. like one of my favorite things about a lot of the Agatha Christie books. Is that, yeah. like, like is the, that stuff's there. You're like, if someone's like, where's so-and-so? Oh, like, he stepped out or whatever. And he it's like, stepped it's a, out. He stepped out. And you're like, and if you're paying attention, you're like, oh, okay. Like, so he wasn't there at that time. And then it turns out to be something like, yeah. like now, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't necessarily show what he does in the background or whatever. But you're like, yeah, he wasn't there. Yeah.
1: And there's a, there's a caveat to that. Um, as each of the characters are being interviewed, mm-hmm. they do do kind of um, an X-File- this was my uh, version of the story yeah, yeah. because it makes me look better in the story. Yeah, but it's presented in a way that you realize that's what's happening automatically. Yeah, so you know that they're telling their version. It's a version. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah, It's not presented as fact that is later rolled back. Mm-hmm. On you, killer cast. Chris Evans. Did you watch The Iris? No, not yet. Yeah. No. It's heavy. is not... It's good. It's also... I still haven't watched Shutter Island, so... Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Shutter, Shutter Island's stuff. very good. No,
2: like, I, Irishman, I think was was probably, I think, like, m- my favorite movie of the year. Like, and I know it's, like, a, like an easy pick. No. But you're just, like, yeah, it's... You, you round mm. up the old gang and you make, like, a crime movie through the ages. Like, specifically... Yeah. Like, you know what I'm mean? like? Like, I was, like, I feel that it was just sort of, like, like my name's Martin Scorsese and I hit dingers. Like it doesn't make it any less impressive that he's hitting dingers. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, like it's very much him like, like as a, as a home run hitter stepping up to a tee ball. Like, you know, like it's, yeah, it's gonna, it's not surprising in any way that it's great, but it's like, it's great. Like it also does like that thing where you have guys like, like Al Pacino and Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci being great and understanding that they can be great because they've all become caricatures of themselves, yeah. and like, and you understand, like, a where those caricatures came from, but also they're not doing it as a caricature, which I find is like it's a very, it's weird. And I was like, and I don't even know if other directors other than Scorsese could get that out of these guys, anymore. more than like sure. just, you yeah. know what i mean? you know what I, I mean? mean. He
1: also kind of understands that they're 60s and 70s, you know, sure. But he but he also directs he, them he at multiple that. ages, <laughs> like, yeah. right. you know what I mean?
2: But like like so. But just, like, like having, having Al Pacino fly off the handle and just, like, scream in someone's face and get mad at everyone because they're all screwing him, it's so easy for that to be parody now. Yeah. And for it to still have, like, gravitas and proper weight and you're like, oh, shit, Al Pacino might kill someone in this scene. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's a weird thing that I think is just, like, And I don't know how much of that is is Scorsese being a good director, or Al Pacino giving a shit because it's Scorsese who's directing him. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's just like it's a weird thing to watch these actors who like they all got established as some of the best actors of an era, and then all kind of became hilarious characters of themselves. It's very interesting to see them all like reel it back in for whatever whatever reason, if it's the director or the just that they care enough or whatever to see them all and be like, oh yeah, these guys, even though they've almost all become jokes. For various reasons, like, meet the Fockers and whatever else. Like, meet the parents and all that crap that De Niro's done. To see De Niro, like, you're like, oh, he's great. What I will say, the de-aging is fine, but they don't de-age their bodies, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so there's, like, a scene where De Niro, I guess, is supposed to be in his 20s. And, like, th- it's the one that sticks out. It's always weird that they don't move. They move old. Yeah. Like, where he's just, like, he throws a guy through a window and then, like, kicks the shit out of him on the sidewalk. But it's, like, walking him, kind of, like, hobble up to the guy and then deliver these kicks and stuff. I was like, you could body double that. Like, you should you should have body doubled that. Yeah. It's, quite it's, clear. Double it. it's quite clear that he's, like, a dude in his 60s kicking a man. Like, his body d- does not move, like, a 20-year-old. Beating the crap
1: out of it. Yeah. It's just weird. But yeah, Irishman was great. There were so many comic book movies this year that mm-hmm. were all over the map in terms of quality.
0: <clears throat>
1: Joker came yep. up. That was a thing that happened. People really, really wanted it to be a prestige film. I'm, I'm still not sure. Mm-hmm. Avengers Endgame made $2 billion. Mm-hmm. Captain Marvel was okay. Yep, it wasn't for me. Spider-Man Far From Home. That was okay and it was for me. hmm um, X-Men Dark Phoenix was a nightmare. Did you see it? Oh, that was on my
2: list of uh did anyone see these awful films? Because there were two movies, two comic book movies. X Men New, Hel- New Hell, New Hellboy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did see both of them. Oh Jesus, in theaters? No. Okay, thank goodness. <laughs> God. No, but like, imagine out, imagine was... if you burned a date night
1: on one of those turns. Like uh, those are like one movie where no one cared about what they were doing. Dark Phoenix, there was... Because there was they had
2: all checked out, because it was done. Yep. Everyone
1: mm-hmm. fucking hated their jobs. And one where they really, really wanted it to work, and had no idea what they were doing. In Hell the other place. one, did you see Glass? No, I didn't. I didn't see, um... Switch? Twitch? Oh, Sliver?
2: Oh, yeah, the, um,
1: the McAvoy one. Yeah, I didn't see that, so I didn't want to see Glass. Split? Split! Split. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 The trailer for Split was just like, I don't really want to see two hours of McAvoy being creepy straight into the camera.
3: The best movies I saw this year were Tetsuo, The Iron Man and A-Boy and His Dog, and Runner-Up Once Upon a Time in Hollywood.
1: A movie from the 70s, a movie from the 80s, yeah. and
3: the new Tarantino. And the new Tarantino movie. Thanks, Good John. Good stuff,
2: John. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, awfulness. <laughs> a boy and his dog, he was like, oh, yeah, the telepathic dog makes him rape people or something. Is that, that movie is,
1: is bananas. bad 70s bananas.
2: And Tetsuo the Iron Man...
1: Is more bananas. Is
2: more bananas. So thank you for that, John. And then, yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood... Uh,
1: Critical Darling.
2: Critical Darling, yeah, and... I don't know. I didn't... Not to say I didn't get it. It was just... in much the same... For many of the same reasons, I liked The Irishman. I thought Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was just kind of like... It felt too much like playing the hits, but without any substance.
1: I like Ryan Johnson a lot. Mm-hmm. And he's made three of my all-time favorite movies now. Uh, and I'm... Looper. No, not Looper. The Last Jedi. Also not that. Uh-huh. Uh, Knives Out, Knives Out, Brick and Brothers Bloom. I really think Tarantino needs to make a fucking Star Wars Wars or Star Trek or Marvel movie just to like to shake, just to like really make him want to make another cinema film.
2: I guess I feel that they just need to give him the Oscar to free him up. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I feel that he's he's now in full Oscar chase. Like, that's you my... Think? I think so. I think, like, if you look at... uh, You look at Glorious Bastards, you look at Hateful Eight, you look at Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I feel that you just need to give him the best Oscar, and then he can make, like, another Jackie Brown. Like... Right? Like, y- that's, you know, like, like, just like, it doesn't need to be, like, look
1: at this movie. He, I feel like he's been... He needs to maybe hang out up. with Robert
2: Rodriguez a little bit more, so yeah. he can just go straight back into Grindhouse too, Like, or something. Something like that.
3: Like, <laughs> you I know, I like, desperately
1: want that to happen. Yes. to grab a bunch of D list actors and make a, f- a fucking blockbuster favorite mm-hmm. video and stop making these chasing the money blockbuster. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's chasing the money. I really think
2: he's chasing the Oscar. I think that like, I feel like
1: Hateful Eight was his his best shot at it since Pulp Fiction. I don't know. Glorious Bastards maybe. No. That movie the the weird alternate history Oh yeah,
0: bait and true. switch
2: at the
1: end. Too weird. Too weird. Yeah, that was never going to be. Once upon a time, Hollywood. Kill
2: Bill me? wasn't that. No, Kill Bill definitely wasn't that. Um, I, I thought Hateful Eight could have. Like, I, 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 I feel Hateful like Hateful
1: Eight was one he made with passion that had the chops to, to mm-hmm. take it. Django didn't. No. And everyone was talking about Django getting Oscars, and mm-hmm. I'm like, did you watch the movie? It wasn't.
2: I'd also give a shout out to. It is the shadow of Get Out, but Us was fun. Sure. I liked us. I also like Hobbs and
1: Shaw was everything that Hobbs and Shaw promised <laughs> it was going to be.
2: They did it. They they did it. Delivered. Uh, I, I have a list of the best movies that I didn't see. Go on. Uh, Midsummer, I haven't seen yet. Nope. Did is see it? That's I mean, cool. but I don't feel you. Will you?
1: Did you see Hereditary? I didn't see Hereditary uh, and I didn't see The Witch. Okay, but so you don't. But both of those trailers looked really good. Well, yeah, but Midsummer heredi- really
2: Hereditary and Midsummer are in the the Peoman verse, where but the witch
1: is also the same director, right? Like I think so,
2: but I'll, either way, but it's just that like it's the same uh, malevolent force. It's not yeah. like they're a tie-in, but like potentially like spiritually,
1: what, like Captain Trips in all the Stephen King's books.
2: Yeah, maybe like I guess like they're they're all, they're all in Dairy.
1: <laughs> Randall
2: Flag <laughs> is always around. Exactly. Uh, Jojo Rabbit. Oh yeah, yeah. Taco Atidia. Really want to see it. It Looks so funny, Uh, and like I really want to see uncut gems. Like I want to see the, like, I want to see the movie that might win an Oscar. Oscar. And like, and like, so uh, friend of Go plug yourself, uh, Alex. um, Why did I just blank on Alex's last name? Laverus. No. Steen. Alex from Cult Montreal. Oh man. You're gonna have to edit that part out. You can't mm-hmm. say that out loud. No, but he is Alex Rose. I was like Alex Roy. I was like, that's not right. Alex Rose, uh, one of the harshest critics I know. Mm-hmm. Like, I I would have to go through most of his films to f- like most of his reviews. I don't think I've ever seen him give a movie five stars, but he gave Uncut Gems five stars. And I trust him as a critic. Like, he's often like he's he uh, he has reasons for his star ratings. He's and yeah. it's usu- and it's not just like I didn't like it. Like he's like, this is what doesn't work. This is what works. This is whatever. I enjoyed this like He can be like, I enjoy and recommend this movie three stars. Yeah, because of its faults. Like you know what I mean. Like like he doesn't let he doesn't list it sure. <laughs> like the way we do. Like I just
1: I'm I'm worried about how much Kevin Garnett is going to be on screen. I don't I don't feel like he can act.
2: apparently. But apparently he's an amazing like set piece <laughs> but like like adam sandler gushing over the kevin garnett and willing to do anything yeah. for kevin garnett is more important than kevin garnett's acting sure like he just has to be like i want a diamond <laughs> like, or whatever yeah, yeah exactly and everything is possible yeah, yeah sure.
1: Mm-hmm. i haven't uh, seen the lighthouse yet and that trailer has uh, i haven't watched the lighthouse yet either endeared me and called to me like a siren from the scene hmm uh, any other movies you want to shout out? Um, Wait, is there anything else I really... John Wick 3 came out. That was a thing.
2: Yeah. Oh. It was fine. Halle Berry was uh, mercifully not in it that much. Yep. <laughs> Just she had despite, dogs. Despite promotional materials, the dogs were better than Halle Berry. Yep. So sad. Uh, I guess
1: There's so much reloading in that movie. I love, I love that they paid such close attention to showing everyone reloading their guns i mean
2: and i guess people were talking about like the the keanu sense like the renaissance of keanu but i was like yeah. that's the i feel that started with john wake like that's not like this year that's not a this year thing i think that's like a 2017 and onwards thing like the renaissance of keanu yeah i feel that's like now we're now like two or three years into it
1: is 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 he one of the all-time biggest action movie people now?
2: oh he's gotta be
1: If you were going to make the Mount Rushmore of action movies. Mount
2: Rushmore of action movies. Okay, Bruce Willis, Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, I guess Stallone. And Keanu's the next one up. Keanu's up there. and I mean, but, like, it's a – like, so, specifically the Mount Rushmore. The Mount Rushmore. You got four. No, no, but you know what I mean? Because I was like, because where does Jackie Chan fit? Would he bump Stallone? Like, because internationally, maybe. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you're talking about American box office, no, because he really only had, like, Rumble in the Blancs right, that right. really killed it. But, but internationally...
1: Jones, I, w- I would maybe put Harrison Ford there instead of Stallone. As an action star? Indiana Jones, Star sure. Wars. Sure. Like, but he... just those six movies, get him there. But
2: that's it. Like...
1: No, Jack Ryan, Patriot Games, Clearing Pleasant so. Danger... He's done others. Air Force One, where he's the president. I guess I mean, who's a guy? lock?
2: Schwarzenegger is a lock.
1: Schwarzenegger's a lock. Hard lock. Bruce Willis is also, I think, a hard lock. So Bruce Willis, I'm not sure he's a hard lock. Can you name the best action movies that Bruce Willis has been in. Die Hard. Die Hard. Die Hard 2. Die Hard 2. Die Hard 3. No. <laughs> no, Die Hard 3 is not a great movie. The rest of the Die Hards are not particularly good either.
2: Bruce Willis movies. I feel like he, Quick in the Dead. He's seen Quick in the Dead.
1: What about Jason Statham? Pulp no
2: Fiction? Also, he's in. Yeah, he's in. Bruce Willis, Fifth Element.
1: Sure. Yeah, maybe that gives him his third movie. Uh, Armageddon. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you that one. Not my favorite, but
2: again, and I'm like skipping stuff like Twelve Monkeys because I was like, it's not necessarily an action movie, but it's very good. Uh, Looper. Is also smart action. I'm just saying it's good. Uh, Last
1: Boy Scout, Jackal. Sure. Okay. But those are like red. We're okay. Hudson Hawk. That's not, that's a terrible movie. Fuck you. Eh? Can't bring that up in eh? defensive. Cop out. You know, cop out. Man, I heard he was so likable
2: on set. Cop <laughs> out. Endearing. Maybe yeah, also, oh man, Mount Rushmore is tough. Because then, like, where does The Rock go? Is he, right? is he. Jason is he, Statham. No, Rock over Statham. Rock over Statham, like, in a big way. Like, right, just, but Statham is
1: unending. It's true, but so is The Rock so far. I mean, The Rock has done his comedy stuff. Yeah, 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 But Jason Statham has done every action movie that's ever been suggested to him.
2: Yeah. But then, but, then, but then, like, if you make that argument, you could put Dolph Lundgren up there.
1: I mean, yeah, but he's not great. Yeah, but
2: neither well, is Vincent Statham in all Statham of them. Statham
1: is not great in all of nah, them. This is like, a tough.
2: I feel this is, like, a topic for another... This is a topic that bears more research. We're going to need
1: all three of us on this one. <laughs> to, <laughs> to get the mad rush.
2: Like, cause the thing is, is that, like... But also... I feel that like Bruce Willis, I'm looking has a a perfectly good action movie career. Like even Pulp Fiction, like he's
1: Plus not necessarily in like an action But r- Mount Rushmore.
2: But like the thing is, is but is, like Die Hard is head and shoulders probably the best action movie ever made.
1: Sure, but you know what I'm like, and and so we're like making, that, if here we go, if we're making best actor,
2: it's like what does George Washington do other than make the country? Nothing. He still had slaves. Get him off the mountain, like of yeah. the real Mount Rushmore. Like, you it's know. It's an
1: American thing, though. They still kind of, you know, haven't really fixed have, that. Haven't
2: figured out <laughs> slavery. Yeah. Haven't figured out our relationship with racism. No, but you know what? But you, you understand so what I'm saying, saying, though. Like, I'm like, George Washington on Mount Rushmore is basically because he made the country.
1: Yeah, but if you were uh, if you're going to do it for wrestling, you would not have that one guy who had that one great year. You no. would have to have the career.
2: Right. But, I mean, but like I don't necessarily say I would put him on the list, but, like, you can get – but, like – He's had more than that one great movie. He's had a bunch of good action movies. I feel like
1: Stallone is going to be above him for three... Because he directed? No, because he starred in three action movie franchises in Rocky and Rambo and The Expendables.
2: Bruce Willis was in The Expendables dude. yeah but he does
1: not he was not Stallone in The Expendables
2: but, like, but the thing is but then he's milked those franchises so I'm looking at like here <laughs> Stallone Rocky movies. movies Rocky First Blood Rambo Last Blood Creed Rocky Balboa The Expendables Rocky 4 Rambo Creed 2 Rambo First Blood Part 2 II, Rocky 3 <laughs> like, like right? Rocky 5 like it takes it's I like mean, I'm halfway down his page and they're like demolition man <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, you're like you're way down there before you get to anything that is not Rocky Rambo or The Expendables. Well, I mean, Rocky Two, Rambo Three, yeah. The Expendables Three. He's a machine. Cobra, which was just Rambo again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, City Rambo.
2: Exactly. That's it. Uh,
0: ben, oh, did you see that? The the, the, the did go, you see that? Co- the we thing, the, the back, cover, then.
2: the cover of Contra. It's yes. quite clearly Rambo, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and the Xenomorph. <laughs> and I was like, I've always seen it, but like, it's still very funny to have it pointed out to me. <laughs> that is, those are who those dudes are.
1: Uh, I don't know. Ugh, tough, tough. So uh, we've got Stallone and, and Schwarzenegger. We like can a... throw Keanu on very easily with John Wick and The Matrix.
2: And like, and then I guess honorable
1: mentions to like Point Break. Yeah, yeah, you know, the, like I a mean,
2: like, uh, chain reaction. He's done a bunch of those, like speed, speed, speed's a big, speed is a big action, action movie. movie. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. his,
1: his die hard there.
2: Yeah, yeah so uh, best podcast. In the Rock.
1: Fuck. Uh, I mean, I've listened to, PuckSoup religiously. Yeah, so much so that I'm listening to ESPN on ice, to like.
0: Get, 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 more get your wishes. Key.
2: Key. I need to, yeah, exactly. I need to throw you the, um, um, the, some, the what do you call it, their Patreon stuff.
1: I'm still listening to My Brother, My Brother, and Me mm-hmm. religiously, even though I'm not listening to The Adventure Zone anymore.
2: Constantine.
1: Constantine, yeah. I mean, they don't have to be bangers for him to have a consistent work. Dracula? Man of Tai Dracula Chi. Dracula can't. Um, what else am I listening to? Sawbones. Sawbones continues mm-hmm. to be very entertaining. And
2: Is The Replacements an action
1: movie? Are sports movies action movie. It's a sports movie, but it's a, a action comedy romance. Because there's, there's a lot of, like, football action. I mean, just to say, my wife got me Johnny Mnemonic? Johnny Mnemonic. <laughs> my wife got me a Shane Falco yeah. Washington Sentinels football jersey for Christmas, and... Uh, it's outstanding. You were quite pleased. I'm so happy with it. It's my favorite <laughs> jersey. Keith, it's my favorite You have jersey. so many jerseys. I have so many, and that one is absolutely my favorite. Oh, my
2: God. 2020, there's going to be the Bill and Ted face the music. Already. Right. It's happening. Bill S. Preston, Theodore Logan. It's happening. Uh, yeah, and, Puck Soup, I think, is an obvious one. Uh, Disgrace Land. I don't know if I ever told you about Disgraceland. Nope. Uh, I think Jake Brennan does... They're perfectly bite-sized. They're like 30-minute they're 30 minute music history capsules about awful things of like in music. Cool. Like, uh, like he'll do like, just like, like a 30 minutes about like what was messed up about like Jerry Lee, you know? And you're like, Whoa. Like, and, and like you, there's hours that you could go into it. Same thing, like 30 minutes of like what was messed up about Sid and Nancy, you know, yep. like, and and it's just, he does a very good job of like trimming the fat and being like, here are the, Talking points surrounding why it was messed up and why the death was messed up and why was it bang? Uh, Lisa Left I Lopez, here you go. Like, you know, and it's like yep. a, there's a lot to get through, and you're like you you're it, it's it's like the complete opposite of like hardcore history, <laughs> you know, where you're like like knowing knowing some of the backstories of the stuff he gets into in Disgrace yeah. Line, like I know there's like four hours worth of material that they could deep dive into, yeah. but just like hits hits the main points presents the narrative and like at most is 40 minutes max but like really like good like even like 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 sarah uh, let me go through it she's like oh pick that one or whatever like because of like the people that she knows or like knows a little bit about but then has had a lot of fun on like the jerry lee one who she had like no and i was like oh no he was the devil (laughs) like like, multiple people (laughs) he's an awful person by all accounts, killed his wife from cold blood. Like you know, like and she was like, "What?" And then like we listened to it. She was like, "Like, still gets you into it." Like, and he has a, he has a very good um. Like late night radio. Guy voice nice like like it's he he nails his own he nails the correct aesthetic for like cool music stories. Like I'll play it for you after I'll just play like the first like minute of a thing just yeah. so you can get his vibe uh yeah Disgrace land is a is is a lot of fun i'm still listening to the adventure zone and i don't know why i think there's just not a lot of good uh live play podcasts it's true which i feel that nine to five dot cc might fix in 2020
1: hey what (laughs) what are you talking about i'm
2: just saying i I would i would guess february february there'll probably be a six part Six to seven part. The finale is quite long.
3: That's insanity.
2: <laughs> six to seven part live play podcast. If you enjoy those things, I think that are pretty fun. Coming that sounds like something coming. coming you on check out CC.
1: Uh This is a year in review, not a year coming.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm just saying, keep an eye out forward. Right. Uh, John has a couple of closing remarks that I want to share. Cool. Um, hang on. Do you closing remarks just while while I pull them up here?
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, I guess this year was a year of finishing stuff off. Like the MCU got finished off, Game of Thrones got finished off, the Netflix Marvel stuff got finished off and it's hopefully time for for new stuff to to come in and fill that void. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm looking forward to like not Fox's X-Men Mm-hmm. You know, not Hugh Jackman, Wolverine stuff. Yeah, coming in and just like give me, give me something. Yeah,
2: there's, like, I guess like a bunch of stuff wrapped. I mean, like I also mentioned, like you're the worst and Silicon Valley, and I haven't finished it yet because I was waiting for it to all to be done, and it just just wrapped. But Mr. Robot just finished up. No, Star Wars,
1: just the last Star Wars
2: book ended the the Skywalker saga. Yep, I think is the word now.
1: Tie it off and, and
2: whatever throw comes. Throw me some more. Yeah. Whatever comes next is. Different is so they say. Yeah. Um, Other, so yeah, John's comments.
3: Things I did. Strategy advisor for Green Party in West Mountain. We got 10% of the vote. Experienced absolute nirvana. Runner up Tarragon saved. Also, Keith is my favorite and Scott is a distant
1: memory. Oh. Wow, that's kind of hurtful. That's nice. Especially
2: the rock and roll racing dig. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just real real harsh uh yes i mean like john talked about it he ran strategy and advisory for the green party in the Westmount riding Mm -hmm. and led them i think to their largest percentage win uh i just
1: i found it really weird that all of their pamphlets were printed on styrofoam yeah that was strange
2: he did he he did it has a rescue dog named tarragon who is also very fun something i think that we'll have to follow up with him is that he experienced absolute nirvana is that
1: like a box set it
2: like absolute Nirvana. Yeah. yeah, I think so.
1: It's got. Or is weird... it like Ultimate Marvel? It's got is the it weird like B sides different... of Heartshaped Box, like VHS tape, mm-hmm. lost footage, yeah, it's... bootlegs. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, I got an oil diffuser. <laughs> <laughs> my personal achievements. Oil um, diffuser. My.
1: I'm living vicariously. My kid can read now, and that's super exciting.
2: That is i think mean, that's that's the fun like like sound yeah. out read or can he read by himself or like he can read by himself
1: and and he'll, he'll
2: starting st- done chapter books
1: uh
0: n- little like illustrated chapter books illustrated like? chapter books yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's
1: reading a book series called the bad guys now which okay. is like a kid's graphic novel cool he's super into it nice. and uh yeah i've caught him reading comic books and and stuff when I walked in to the then room. And then you're like get you're your grubby hands off you. No they're his no. comic books. He's got his oh, own little fine. mini collection. He's not super keen on superheroes. He likes Godzilla comics. Hmm. I mean
2: that makes sense. He likes Godzilla a lot. Yeah. Uh, so that was 2019. Tune in in two weeks for episode. I also got a lot of rings. That's yeah fine. exactly. Scott is currently rocking more than rings than there are Infinity Gems.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah I got seven now. Yeah exactly. And there's still a couple at home.
2: Yeah. You're up Six to seven, more gems. Yep. Mm, uh, yeah. Tune in next in two weeks for episode two hundred. Dun dun dun. Which might just be a word-for-word recreation of episode six. Absort. So yeah, if you listen, oh yeah, if, if your son has to listen to this podcast at this point, we re like John was late. John's really screwing up this podcast lately, right? He's not on this one. He was late on the last one. No,
1: he's a valuable member of the 90s crew, and his absence will surely be felt on this mm-hmm. this episode. Uh, even though I'm a distant second. Yeah,
2: I re-upped just as a on on the Thursday or Friday. I I re-upped our one of our most downloaded episodes ever, which is episode six, Zort, and then it like promptly like trounced trounced <laughs> one of our most re- like the actual most recent episodes but then like nearly got 100 downloads in the last like week total like which is just on a repost anyone could go and get this episode anytime they wanted and it was just like 100 people
1: oh yeah bizarre yeah. Gotta get that oh, one. Oh yeah,
2: <laughs> old episode. Here, it's there. Listen, listener, we're coming up on episode two hundred. They're all there. They're not always all on iTunes, but like they're all on the website. You can listen to any episode you want. Go back and listen to us, and we were all like faced and swearing a lot more than we do now. Our cussing is out of control in those early episodes. Like, like not to say that we necessarily censor ourselves now. Mm-hmm. But like we just swear a bunch
1: in the old ones. Yeah, we're 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 young.
2: We're young. No one has kids. No one's married. It's just wild, wild west of podcasting. Yep. Anyway, so go listen to Bzort. <laughs> I Either either and version. get ready for two hundred. And get ready for two hundred, which may or may not be Bzor Part Two. Bzor harder. The, the Bzorthing. Ah, this is 90s.